This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off. It is our three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM on a Monday. Great to have you along with us. Coming up in our final hour, we will look back at what we saw yesterday in the National Football League with Week 11 about to come to a close. At 8.20, more football. Ah, yeah. Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City will drop by and get us set for the Chiefs and the Eagles. And finally at 8.45, it is a visit from the Donkster along with our best bets. Chelsea, I don't know if you saw this story, which I don't know if you played yesterday. I've been looking for it. But last week, the Steelers, who have been banged up defensively, particularly at linebacker, decided to call in a guy off the Bengals' practice squad. At least he was on the Bengals' practice squad. Got cut. His name is Tyler Murray. Tyler Murray last week was working his shift at Amazon. And all of a sudden, he gets a call from his agent. And he says, hey, the Steelers want to sign you. So you need to punch out early and head to Pittsburgh. And so that's what he did. He told his boss, hey, I appreciate the opportunity. I'll be back when I can. But also, the Steelers just called. I'm going to go play football for those guys. Didn't have a tackle yesterday. I don't know how much he played because the Steelers really need depth. Had that loss to the Browns, obviously. But I love stories like this where a guy just doing his job maybe he's packing something next thing you know he's roughing someone up on an nfl practice field i like when they use the term they got him off the street don't they always say this about somebody who is no longer playing in the nfl they say oh they just call this guy off the street and it makes it sound like the guy is homeless and kicking a can down the road and he's like home and then they just walk out to the street and they're like hey you you come here Instead, it is somebody who clearly has a background in football and they're just working another job because, you know, football's not forever. So eventually you've got to find something else. I just find it funny that they always use the term. They just called a guy off the street like he was living under a bridge. That's right. He was kicking a can down the road. (laughs) And you know what was in that can? His lucky headband. So when he got the call, he pulled that headband out. He put it on and he went to work. And what a story he is. There's always a handful of stories like this over time in the NFL, but I would love for this guy to do something significant. Like Tommy DeVito was a guy. 
since we'll talk about the NFL in this segment, we might as well just go into it right now. He's a guy not necessarily kicking a can down the road, but nothing was expected of this guy. What I love about his story, I hate the fact that this came against the Commanders. I'm sort of surprised Ron Rivera has a job right now. But ultimately, he's one of those guys who no one ever expected to be in this situation. If I had asked you about Tommy DeVito before the Giants season, you would have said, who? Is this like a friend of yours? Like, no, Tommy DeVito. And here he is leading his team to victory. So he'll always have that. I love stories like that in any sport. But again, it came at the expense of the commanders who were what? 10 point favorites we were doing this show went down to nine before game time. And there are always either buy low, sell high spots in the NFL. I feel like yesterday was the perfect buy low spot on the Giants. There's no way the commanders should have been laying a number like that as bad as New York has been. I get it. But that number way too big in that spot for Washington. Right. I think this is one of the main lessons in sports betting, that it is not always about the matchups and the X's and O's. It is about the market. And at some point, the market gets way too low on some of these bad teams because it's still the NFL. Like as much as people like to use Tommy mm-hmm. DeVito as a punching bag, like the commanders in no world deserve to be laying nine and a half points or nine points or whatever the line was. So there was two spots this weekend where it was kind of the hold your nose special. Where, if you looked at the market, maybe the market was a little too low on these two teams. It was the Giants, who have been playing the worst football in the National Football League for most of the season, and the Arizona Cardinals. And a lot of it depended on the number you got in that Cardinals and Texans game, because you had two teams that were kind of on the opposite sides of the coin. You had the Texans with C.J. Stroud, who has gotten all of this hype, and everybody fawning over what he has done. So it looked like a sell-high spot on a team that had not covered a single game as a favorite coming into that game. But the line, like I said, was razor sharp. So if you got this one earlier in the week, the Texans covered. If you got it later in the week, the Cardinals covered. Because I think as it approached game time, this line actually settled at six points. So if you got that, the Kyler Mm -hmm. Murray comeback um was worth your while because I think Kyler Murray is one of those quarterbacks that people have sold out on like we know that everybody's out saying well he's not the future call of duty's out like all he's going to be doing is playing video games but Uh you've got to remember and I'm not saying that he's going to win the MVP but there was a time in which Kyler Murray was actually playing good football Remember that stretch, the first half of the year when he had DeAndre Hopkins? He was actually in the MVP conversation. I think he was Mm -hmm. one of the favorites to win it before the last half of the season unfolded. DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, and the Cardinals do what they always do at the end of the year. But you've got to remember, a team that is left for dead sometimes can be the best bet in the NFL. What is your take on the Broncos at this point? Are you willing to sell high on the Broncos or are you a believer moving forward? Now, yes, this is a five and five football team, but they now have the longest winning streak in the NFL at four games after dispatching of the Vikings last night, 21, 20. And it wasn't pretty. It took a touchdown pass in the final minute of the game from Russ to Cortland Sutton. But I'll tell you something. This is the best way for the Broncos to win games, right? Their defense is back to where it was last year. I believe they have 12 turnovers caused in the past three games. It caused three last night. They're not asking Russ to do too much. And so that's the right formula 
right now for Denver, which I can't believe I'm saying because everyone was saying, oh, look at Sean Payton. He inherited a mess. Maybe it's 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 not it's not for him now. He's not cut out for the game anymore. It's amazing how narratives can change in the span of a couple weeks or in this case, a month. But here we are with the Broncos sitting at 500. Are you a buyer in the Broncos? I don't think so. I think it might be time to sell high on a Denver Broncos team that has eked out several of their wins in this NFL leading game or NFL win streak um, that they are on right now. Because if you look at their last four wins, three of those have come by two points or fewer. So you've got to remember, they did not cover the spread in that Mm -hmm. last game, or excuse me, just last night against the Vikings. The spread was two and a half in that one. So up next, they will have a defensive battle against the Cleveland Browns. So I think it depends on the number here, but I think you tread carefully when betting on the Broncos because as the narrative starts to shift and people start believing in the Broncos again, especially at home where people say, oh, well, you know, playing in the Mile High City is no joke, which it's not. You saw the guys with the oxygen masks on last night. You've got to be careful with these teams that, you know, eventually the pendulum's going to swing the other way. And Russell Wilson's yeah. not going to complete that great pass to Cortland Sutton. And the the game's going to go the other direction. Because when you see a team that plays in all of these close games and they're winning all of them, eventually they're going to start losing those close games. So I think that's what my takeaway is on the Broncos right now. I think that's a fair takeaway. I will say this, that when it comes to the Vikings, I don't know if they can continue this run. Now, certainly they had won what five straight before this loss. There's no shame in losing the way that they did. Joshua Dobbs is a, is a great story, but ultimately they do benefit from a weak division. I'm just not a big believer in them moving forward. What else stuck out to you yesterday? Was there a, a team or performance that you did not anticipate? And now you're sort of, you've opened your eyes to maybe a team or a player down the stretch because now we're past the halfway point of the season. Teams are jockeying for positioning in the playoffs, and this is where we're really going to sort of separate the pretenders from the contenders, and we're starting to see that across the league. Here's a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Don't trust the Chargers in a close game. And it's a lesson that has been thrown in our face time in and time again. But I thought that this was a position where the Chargers had actually been pretty good. Because if you look at the Chargers as favorites of three points or fewer, they had gone three and one against the spread and three and all against the spread in their last three games in that situation was not the case against the Packers. They lost that game by three points and it was the most charger game that I have ever seen. Of course, they blew a fourth quarter lead. They dropped wide open touchdowns. There were injuries. It just seemed like everything fell apart for the chargers. And it's so tempting to bet on LA week in and week out because you see that the the highlight real worthy plays that Justin Herbert puts on the field and he is a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, if a team shows you their identity and that identity is that they don't win close games, at some point you gotta believe them. Well, I'll tell you who looked great yesterday. And I hate to bring this up, but we wondered if they were gonna get back on track. And now the Niners after a after a small little dip in the schedule, have one, two straight, and they just look absolutely fantastic. Brock Purdy had a perfect quarterback rating yesterday. Now, again, I'm not putting him up with the 
best quarterbacks in the NFL. But I heard a lot of people immediately when the Niners were struggling say, oh, here we go. Here we go. Brock Purdy sucks. No, he does not. He is a very good quarterback. I would not say he is on the level of the elite in the game, but he is certainly good enough to lead this Niners team to a Super Bowl. That's why they're one of the favorites right now, and he looked great yesterday. Well, and also, there is something that was uh, a trend in those games that they were losing. They were missing some of their best players. When you Mm -hmm. are missing a perennial all-pro on the offensive line like Trent Williams, it makes a huge difference. Like usually in betting, we talk about there are very few players that actually matter to the spread other than quarterbacks. Uh, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, I know that maybe it's built into the line there, but still their offense is totally different. When a quarterback does not get the time and the blocking that Trent Williams provides, uh, it's a different story. So it's no coincidence to me that this Niners team is looking much, much better than they did during that stretch where they didn't have their two all-stars. Even if Debo Samuel didn't have a great game by the numbers, like he had three catches for 63 yards, which is pretty good, but it's not like a mm-hmm. Debo kind of day. He is still taking up defensive attention that he's a decoy on some of these plays. You got to give him some attention so it opens up the other players. So it's just an embarrassment of riches on the offensive end for the Niners. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Like the list goes on and on for the offensive talent. So it's a team in the NFC that I am very bullish on. I think that's the the right turn. Is it bullish or bearish? Bullish is when you like them, right? Yep, you got it. So I'm bullish on the Niners, especially (laughs) in the NFC, where I still believe it is very much a two-horse race. Here's where the futures market may come into play tonight. Do you think if you like the Eagles, you should bet on them before or after tonight? Well, it depends on what you think is going to happen tonight. And this is a tight spread. Mm -hmm. Again, Chiefs laying two and a half. I personally, if you like the Eagles, particularly in the NFC, because I think the Chiefs are going to win, I would wait until after tonight and then buy out of the Eagles. Maybe you can get a better price. But also at the same time, a loss is a loss. I get that. But is a loss to the Chiefs in prime time in Kansas City really going to affect the odds that much? Probably not. If you were on the road at some media, if you're on the road, let's say you're the Eagles and you're on the road at the Vikings and you lose. Okay, that's going to hurt you. But this is one of those loss losses, potentially. They may win this game. Absolutely good. But hypothetically, if they lose this game, I just don't feel like they'll be punished as much as they normally would just because the Chiefs are so good. These are the two best teams in football. Also, it's not an NFC opponent. I guess that's the main takeaway is, you know, they're not yeah. facing – the Kansas City Chiefs and a title for the NFC. And that's the market that I'm kind of looking at is the Niners and the Eagles. uh, One of those teams to win the NFC. Do we think the Lions have cracked that tier yet? Because I think this is a question that I have each and every week because it was a close Mm -hmm. game for the Lions, probably closer than they would have liked. But still, I think this is the hallmark of good teams is even when you don't have your best day, you can still squeak out those wins. So I'm not sure whether to punish or reward the Lions for this week's effort? I don't know. I think ultimately in the NFL, Dan Campbell said this in one of his post-game rants to his team, don't ever feel bad about a win, ever. 
in the NFL. And you know what? He is right. I understand when you look at a schedule and say, oh, they barely squeak by it. He's right. It is hard to win in the NFL. So however you get it done, you get it done. I do think they benefit a little bit from playing in a weaker division. But, yeah, the Lions are one of those teams that is right there. They're a great story. I will also say this before we go to break. Are we not talking enough about the Cowboys? I hate to be a guy that says that. I know everyone wants to talk about Eagles, Niners, Lions, right? Cowboys are 7-3, and three, undefeated at home, playing good football right now. Uh. Nobody wants to talk about them. I know, but they're right there. Coming up next on the show, let's find out what Alex Gold from Sports Radio 16 in Kansas City thinks about tonight's game. That is next on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Monday morning. We are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. Coming up shortly, Alex Gold, co-host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City will join us. Chelsea, when I was in the break room during the commercial break and the local news is on and they were talking about a Thanksgiving run. The old turkey trot. Are you a runner at all? You're very athletic. I know you work out, but I don't necessarily know if I've seen you run. I've seen you push a baby stroller up a mountain or a large hill. A hill. Maybe not a mountain. <laughs> a mountain. Remember that time you were on that mountain pushing a baby stroller up? So I know you're, you're someone who certainly stays in shape, but are you a runner? Well, I'm not a runner that wants to pay to run or run on somebody else's schedule. Like that's the main beef I have with like these quote unquote fun runs. It's like, oh, you can do this 5K. Like, why can't I just do that on my own time? And there's no pressure to actually finish it. Like I get that it's probably for charity or something, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like if I want to run, I'm going to run when I want to, not at, you know, 10 a.m. on Thanksgiving. So I don't do scheduled runs. I get that. I used to run all the time. I used to do 5Ks, 10Ks. I did a few 10-milers, did one half marathon, and then one day I just stopped. I Actually, it was the day of the half marathon. I ran a half marathon. I was like, guess what? It's going to be a long time before I run again. And you know when that? You know when the next time I ran again was? Never is when that was. I stopped Never. running that day. Never. But what I remember most, the one time when I was running, when I was like, I had to say something to a friend of mine, it was the sister of one of my ex-girlfriends a long time ago. And she was an awesome runner. She was super athletic, ran all the time. And so we were running together, which I didn't mind except for two things. A, she ran a lot faster than I did. And B, my pace, she was actually slowing down for me. And so she was just talking to me the whole time, like this leisurely run. And I'm like... Finally, I was like, Sarah, I can't, like, I'm just trying to finish this thing. I cannot, I cannot leisurely run and then have a conversation at the same time. And she could. Yeah, I think that's the the problem. You need to find somebody who is on your lovely, level. And I think the good thing about Monday Night Football tonight is it looks like we finally have two teams that are almost mm. on the same level. So maybe 
we get a good game in a year that has not given us many great primetime matchups. Well, in that vein, let's bring in our next guest, Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 16 Sports Radio in Kansas City, also a host on the BetQL Network. Alex, good morning to you. We are so excited to have a great football game in primetime, which we don't always get here when it comes to the NFL. So <laughs> when it comes to the Chiefs, and I keep going back to the fact I really like the Chiefs tonight, and I love the fact that I think as a – I think general fans or casual fans of the NFL don't really know that the Chiefs have a very, very good defense. What has been the difference for them this season defensively? Yeah, it's completely reversed, guys. Great to be on with you. It's completely reversed from where we've been over the last couple of years whenever I've come on this show and talked to you guys. It's been the defense really carrying this offense and this offense still trying to figure out. But how have they got to this point? I think you look back at the last couple of drafts, it's been pretty clear Brett Veach, the Chiefs general manager, how they've approached it. They've tried to get more athletic and quicker on defense and younger. And, and that's exactly what they accomplished. And last year, across the entire roster, they had eight to ten different rookies that actually got playing time, including significant playing time in the playoffs and in the postseason. A couple of those guys were on defense. And so now I think you're seeing the benefit of having guys that got all this rookie experience and now they're in their sophomore year, coupled with the fact that, that Trent McDuffie, who is in his second year, I think is a name that everybody's going to recognize if they don't already in the league by the end of this season as one of the best corners in football. This duo right now that they have in the secondary, as much as we can talk about Chris Jones on the defensive line, it's Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. These might be two of the best corners in all of football when you pair them together. And that's not something they have had before. And this by far is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had to work with. And that's why they're still sitting at 7-2, and two, despite an offense that's outside of the top 10 for the first time since really the Alex Smith days. Right. So what is the biggest matchup potential problem that this Eagles team can bring to the table going against still a very good Kansas City defense. What's the matchup you're looking at tonight? It's going to be the run game. Yeah, it's going to be the run game. And if DeAndre Swift coupled with Jalen Hurts are going to be able to be effective against this defensive front. I mean, we all know short yardage situation. Uh, there's nobody better in football than the Eagles, whether it's the brotherly shove or now they've added some new wrinkles off of that. And we all watched the Super Bowl a year ago while these teams are a little bit different. I mean, short yardage was automatic in the Super Bowl for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl. They lost, we all know, and, and it was Mahomes that was MVP. But Jalen Hurts was really the MVP of that game. And so that's it sounds pretty obvious, but like that's the key, I think, for Kansas City, is can they prevent these from being third and ones and fourth and ones? Can they make sure these are third and threes, third and fours, to where the push push, push is not really in play? But that's the matchup issue for Kansas City. It's going to be short yardage, and if it becomes that kind of game, then I think Philadelphia will be able to move the ball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Alex, you've heard this plenty of times, how good Andy Reid is coming off the bye week. But why is he so good 
coming off the bye week. I know it. I know it's because he's a great head coach and the extra time to prepare. But what are some of the little things that Andy Reid does really well that makes him so effective in this situation? Yeah, you know, every team self scouts not just during the bye week, but as the entire season is going on. And self scouting, probably this year more than others, is extremely important for the Chiefs offensively with these wide receiver struggles. But I think what it is is you know that they're able to. Uh, almost hold back some things in the early portion of the season. I know at times Chiefs fans will roll their eyes even at that, like, all right, are you really holding anything back? These are NFL games. Mm-hmm. Anybody can beat anybody. We saw the Chiefs, of course, lose to the Broncos a couple weeks ago, but they had, you know, they had five turnovers in that game. I truly believe part of it is Andy Reid holds things back, and there's new wrinkles. There's going to be something tonight, guys, that we haven't seen yet this season. I'm not telling you that they're going to solve the wide receiver problems tonight, but there's going to be something, whether it's more playing time, for somebody in that wide receiver room, a different way to utilize Kadarius Tony, there's going to be something we haven't seen, and he's probably better than anybody in the league right now, other than maybe Kyle Shanahan, uh, of being creative in play calling. And so that that's, I think, the key for them, that they're able to have some looks they showed in the first half of the season that is really setting up something here in the back half and maybe even tonight against Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll ever see the ring around the Rosie play that was (laughs) probably the funniest play I think I've seen in the NFL other than like the butt fumble. But let's talk about bets that we like from this game. So from a betting standpoint, does anything stick out to you? There's a couple of things. I think you have to attack the the wide receiver props in a couple ways on the Eagles side. And the reason why I mentioned that is because I mentioned McDuffie and Snead earlier, guys, and the Chiefs have done an unbelievable job against number one wide receivers this year. And A.J. Brown, his prop is sitting at, looks like, what, around 85 yards or so at last check for receiving for this game. I like the under in that, and that's because you look at what the Chiefs have done to number one receivers. In week one, Amon Ross St. Brown still had 71 yards, but it's one of his worst games of the season. Tyree Kill, a couple weeks ago uh, against Kansas City, was held in the 60s, didn't have a touchdown, also had the big mistake in the fumble that led to a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, even before he was hurt in the fourth quarter, only had 28 yards against Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. So I think the trend of the Chiefs faring well against the number one wide receiver on the their opponents continues tonight. So I like the under for Brown, but then on the flip side, the over for Devonta Smith, which is a little bit lower. I think it's up to 60 or 60 and a half now at last check. So those are two props, how I would work in the chiefs defense up against uh, the Eagles wide receivers. And then uh, Chris Jones to get a sack tonight. He hasn't had a sack here in the last couple of weeks. A lot of people wondering if he he's worn out or is it just teams are really double teaming him and it's opened things up for a guy like George Karloftis and Mike Dana and Turk Warden. But I think Chris Jones gets back on the board off the bye week. So those are a couple uh, defensive-related props that I kind of like that tie into the wide receivers. Um, And then one other one real quick for you guys offensively, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Um, I haven't been able to find a rushing or a receiving total. If you can find it, I think that's an opportunity. But uh, an anytime touchdown for Jarek McKinnon. Look at the second half of last year. They unleashed him. They kept him fresh, a little bit older, injury history. And then in the second half of the season, he was one of their most effective red zone weapons. So I think Jarek McKinnon now post by week as we're in week 11 is somebody to keep an eye on. He did have a touchdown uh, two weeks ago against Miami in their last game. Alex, along those same lines, if you're the Chiefs, you want to be more productive on offense. You clearly have Mahomes and Kelsey and McKinnon, those guys. But what are some of the ways they can do that and make them maybe a little more explosive compared to teams we've seen in the past. That's what Kansas City does on offense. 
Yeah, you know, I, I personally think running the ball a little bit is a key for this football team with Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. a really talented uh, running back that, you know, this Andy Reid, right? He, he he hates running the football for the most part, right? He's never going to be run first, nor, <laughs> nor should he when you have Patrick Mahomes. But I think when you're dealing with the struggles at the wide receiver room right now, I believe that they need to lean into Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more. I mentioned Jarek McKinnon already because, yeah, Travis Kelsey, while he, he cooled off the last couple of weeks, he, he obviously is better than anybody in finding space in the zone and, and, and able to, to get his targets and get his numbers up. However, on the wide receiver side, what's so tricky about betting any props related to them this year is you, you don't know who's going to have, uh, I shouldn't even say the big game because nobody outside of Kelsey really has, but who's going to get the targets? You know, Kadarius Tony's prop you know, was like 12 and a half yards in, in the Dolphins game. He had seven snaps and one catch. He got you over. But, man, you got to get that one catch in those seven snaps or you're not getting it. You know, MVS is going to get a bunch of snaps, but he may only get, you know, one or two catches. So your, your, your margin of error is so slim right now with these wide receivers because nobody's going out there getting six catches for 80 yards outside of Travis Kelsey. So while the props look low, Sky Moore's is like 18 and a half yards. It seems like, oh, he's a catch away. But, man, he might get you one catch, two catches. So that's what's really tricky trying to bet uh, wide receivers right now with the Chiefs. Also, Patrick Mahomes is such a good quarterback that he's fully capable of spreading the ball around, which is what we've seen for most of the season. So I keep going back and forth when it just comes to the basic, who's going to win this game? Can you make a strong case for the Chiefs tonight? I think you make a case for either team, right? I mean, these are two of the best teams in, in, in football. But look, I think as, as, Michael, as Michael had pointed out, uh, when you're looking at bye weeks and Andy Reid off of a bye week, it's also a game at home. Mahomes hasn't lost at home at, in, in November. I believe he only has two November losses, period, in his career. I think there's a lot of lot of that going in their direction tonight that's favorable. Uh, also, I think the Chiefs now are at a point. You guys started this interview talking about the defense and how backwards you know it is now. Offense is, is kind of carried by the defense. Tonight, it's going to be in the 40s. It's going to be a little rainy. It's at uh, Arrowhead. The Chiefs have been going under these last couple of games. Um, so I actually, more than the spread, honestly, Chelsea, I like the under tonight. I know it's a primetime under, which has been very profitable uh, for, for games anyway, but I do like the under 45 and a half. I think the Chiefs are more likely to win a football game 24-21 right now, and they can because of this defense, than 38-35 or 34-31 because of these offensive struggles. But a, a lot of it is this defense and what they've been able to do. This is a, you know, a, a, an opponent in the Philadelphia Eagles who come Super Bowl a year ago, we were all talking about how would the Chiefs O-line hold up against that defensive front. And we know they give up zero sacks to Philadelphia. It was the Chiefs defensive line that got sacks. Nobody's really talking about that heading into this game, but I think the Chiefs defensive front will be able to get after Jalen Hurts. He is Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 16 Sports Radio and Kansas City. Also host on the BetQL Network as well. Alex, we always appreciate the time and great insight. Hey, thanks, guys. You bet. Oh, I like hearing that. I like the under as well. How much does that influence you, Chelsea, when you like a side or a total, whatever it is, and then a guest who is certainly someone Alex knows much more about the Chiefs than I certainly do, and he says, oh, I like the under. That just makes me suddenly want to play it even more. Well, especially when that person's the equivalent of like a beat writer for that specific team to where that is their wheelhouse and their lane i don't know though because totals can be tricky like i think he sold me on the chiefs i think i am going to play the money line for the chiefs that or the spread uh but for totals 
I don't know. This one's dropped three full points. At 45, it's still a key number. But with both of these offenses, I still have my doubts. Like, do you really want to watch this game and sweat and under between two of the best teams in football? So I don't know, especially with both teams coming out of a bye week. Like, I don't think Nick Sirianni is on the level of play calling that Andy Reid is. But like he said, what if the Chiefs have all these new wrinkles for their offense to where they're scoring a little bit uh, more readily than they have been in weeks past? This is not the secondary that the Eagles had in the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl either. So I don't know. The total kind of confounds me. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. I was thinking maybe playing it up to 48 because you know I love to do that and then hit the under. But playing at 48, you're laying a buck 57, and I cannot do that. You could play it up to 46, and then you're getting in at minus 120. I don't know if either of those bets are really worth it. I think ultimately, if you just like the under here, you just roll with it. Yeah, I think so. And that's, you know, the number one advice in betting in general. If you have a gut feeling and you want to play it, don't Mm -hmm. let somebody talk you off of it because you're going to kick yourself if it hits and you didn't play it. I agree with you. It feels like a 24-20 win for the Chiefs, like Alex was saying, 24-21. That's what I'm hoping for tonight. Coming up next on the show, we will officially put in our best bets. And by contractual obligation, we got to check out on the dogs to see how he's doing. That is next on the Daily Tip from Mecula, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm James. Going to wrap up Hour 3 when we come back. Hope you have a great Monday. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show on a Monday. The Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you along with us. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Best bets coming your way shortly. Chelsea never asked you, how was your weekend? What'd you do this past weekend that I missed? Uh, nothing special. Watched some football, cleaned the house, did some laundry. Yeah. Uh, I think we went to the playground a couple times. So nothing of blockbuster importance but it was a good weekend so like nothing terrible happened and nothing you know out of the ordinary but just a normal weekend i think the suspense is building for christmas season like don't you kind of feel that in your bones like you're itching you're like a racehorse kind of like in the what are they in the pens where you're like okay i know christmas season is coming it's not quite here yet but i'm ready for busy season to start because once we have thanksgiving I think all hell breaks loose. We have Black Friday, then everything's Christmas, then you have Christmas parties, and I also have my daughter's birthday. So it feels like the start of a season where I'm going to be very busy, and I can kind of feel that like pressure building. So this is essentially the calm before the storm, before everything gets crazy, and you're running around, you're trying to buy gifts, you're finishing the tinsel around the house, you're putting out decorations, You're telling Jake not to bet on a first basket in the NBA and all of these things are just going to come at you at the same time. Right. That's why I put up my tree early because nobody tells you how messy it is putting up a Christmas tree, especially when they're fake ones. (laughs) I don't even know about real ones, but like the bristles get everywhere. There's glitter that comes off the ornaments. So not only are Mm -hmm. you putting up the tree, you also have to vacuum like the whole house. 
So I stand firm in my decision to put up the tree early. Well, I will not deter you for that because I encourage that decision. You have a new house, time to show it off with a beautiful Christmas tree. If you missed our conversation with Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City and what he expects to happen tonight between the Eagles and the Chiefs, make sure you download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast, make it easy for you, breaking it up into little segments you can listen to on the go. All right. It is a new week. Chelsea, last week we each went five and one. Let's keep those winning ways going. And a knock on wood. Don't want to jinx it and find out our best bets for tonight. Time to place your bets. All right, Chelsea, let's start with you, as we always do on the show. Where are you going tonight? All right, best bet of the night is going to be Jalen Hurts over his rushing prop of 36 and a half yards for minus 120 over at BetMGM. When you talk about quarterback rushing props, a lot of it is motivation. And who is going to be more motivated to pick up a few extra yards and go for that first down than Jalen Hurts, who lost in the Super Bowl to this very Chiefs team. And if you look back at the Super Bowl, it was the Jalen Hurts show. He ran 15 times for 70 yards and three rushing touchdowns. If this game is close, do you think Jalen Hurts is going to you know, just slide and say, well, we don't need those extra yards? Uh, I think he's going to go for it, and we know that he certainly can. I do think this is a buy-low spot for Jalen Hurts because he has been nursing that knee injury for most of the year. So now that he's had the bye week to kind of finally recover a little bit and be healthy for this one, I think this is the spot where he really shines. And plus, we've seen this Chiefs defense, how good they are against the pass. Mm -hmm. They've given up the second fewest passing yards, and they are number one in points per game allowed. The toughest defense in the NFL, I think that lends itself to Jalen Hurts scrambling around, having to rush for a few extra yards. If Russell Wilson can go over 30 rushing yards in each time against this Chiefs Mm -hmm. defense, I think Jalen Hurts can go over 36 and a half for minus 120. So let's do that. Jalen Hurts over his rushing prop. I like it a lot. I almost put that myself. I just had to put the governor on How many bets I'm making tonight? I've got four bets, three on the ice, one on the football field, which will be a squad play for us. And I'm starting in the desert. Kings money line, minus 140 at the Coyotes. There are some streaks you have to keep riding until they come to an end. And this is one of them. The LA Kings are undefeated on the road this season. Never lost. And that's how hot they've been all year long. 10-3-3 overall. The Kings even played the Coyotes twice this season, won both of those matchups. In fact, the Kings are 6-1 and one against the Coyotes in their last seven games overall and 8-1 and one in their last nine games in Arizona. I think we get Cam Talbot in that tonight for L.A. He has been spectacular this season, 9-3-1, a goals against average of 2.02. Value play here, Kings money line, minus 140 over the Coyotes. Ooh, hockey plays are officially back. Yes, I'm happy for you, Jenks. It adds a little bit Thank of flavor you. and diversity to our bets. Uh, now it's time to bring in the third member of our Best Bets crew. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> I feel a sneeze coming on, so we need to do this quick. Oh, no. Okay, eight ball. Jalen Hurts over his rushing prop, 36 and a half yards. Do we like it? Eight ball says, you may rely on it. We like it. We yes. like it, eight ball. 
All right. How about Jenks' hockey pick, which I definitely was listening to, and I'm not searching the rundown for right now. King's money line minus 140 over the Coyotes. Eight ball says, my reply is no. Oh, eight ball. <laughs> I guess. Okay. All right. That's what maybe you had a tough weekend. Regardless, if you want to check out the eight ball, if you want to stream each and every single show on the incredible VetQL network, it is nice and easy to do. Twitch.tv slash VetQL. Chelsea, now it is squad play time. Tell the people you're on the back. Squad play city population Kansas mm. City because we're both on the Chiefs on the money line at home tonight in Monday night football against the Eagles. This is the case of the better defense, the better quarterback, and the better head coach coming off a bye. We know Andy Reid is an absolute wizard, and I cannot wait to see what he has drawn up for this game, especially when he has been so profitable when coming off a bye. 20 and 3 straight up in the regular season when coming off a bye, and also pretty good against the number 15 and 9 ATS when coming off a bye. Yes, the Eagles are very good, but I don't even think they're as good as they were last year in the Super Bowl, and we all know how that game went the chiefs won it by three i think it's more of the same tonight i'll take the home team taking the chiefs on the money line minus 148 chelsea i am definitely with you there i love this play andy reed is a witch an absolute witch off the bye week and i just think i keep harping on it that chiefs defense that defensive line will be the difference in this game i am also on a couple more hockey plays tonight love the slate tonight canucks Puck line, minus 134, the best price I could find hosting the Sharks. Everyone knows how terrible San Jose is. We all know what happened the last time these two teams played. That's when the Canucks won 10-1. to 10-1. Now, that, 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 is not going, that is not going to happen tonight. However, this is a Vancouver team that is very good. They need a win. They've lost two straight. Not a big deal. But ultimately, you know what's coming here. This is about fading the Sharks. On the road this season. They have been outscored by at least two goals in every single game. Every single one. They have not won on the road. They have scored two goals in their last three games. They are three and seven in their last ten. Those three wins came at home. It doesn't happen tonight, especially with Thatcher Dimko and Net. Love putting my money on him whenever he is between the pipes. Canucks, puck line, minus 134. And finally, another value play here. Bruins, money line, minus 125 against the Lightning. How can you not love this pick? Boston, favored. I'm surprised this number isn't closer to minus 140, minus 150. It looks like Jeremy Swayman will be in net for the Bruins. He's been even better in net than Linus Olmark, if you can believe that. 7-0-1-1. Undefeated, a 1.73 goals against average. And Boston ranks first in goals per game. They face a Lightning defense, 28 in the NHL and goals against. Tons of value on the bees in this one. Boston, money line, minus 125 in Tampa. Okay, let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. For inside analysis, trends, the whole shebang, you can download the BetQL app. Oh, God, you saw it. The cameras are now working. Of course, I don't get a good shot. I look like Skeletor over here under all these shadows, looking as old as I am, the dogster, perfect lighting, and a microphone halfway up his face. All right, Dogster, give us a couple winners. (laughs) 
Good morning to everyone across the country. It's a daily tip from Bucky Well, presented by Bad MGM. We're live from six. All right, Dogster. Dogster, <laughs> just give us some plays, please. Okay, Dad. Sky Moore, under 15 and a half receiving yards, minus 110. I'm also going to the ice like you, Dad. Kings at Coyotes, under six and a hook. It's Coyotes. Dogster. Okay, fair enough. Let's bring in someone who knows what she's talking about, not this guy over here. Of course, I'm talking about Aaron Hawksworth. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? I could be better. Not the best betting weekend for me, but hey, it is a new day. I'm looking forward to tonight's game. We've got Jason LaConfora joining us. Oh. He's always fired up. Always fired up. Can't wait for that. What is the dog for Thanksgiving? Are you bringing him home what does he do no, does he get no, a babysitter no, no. what i <laughs> the do kids is table yeah if i, yes, I can call <laughs> if i can find a piece of food left over from the night crew i just kind of throw it in the corner and then maybe he grabs it and that's what, that will be his thanksgiving feast okay oh. that's <laughs> nice well, i think slender. the night show does leave some scraps of food don't they like aren't they always leaving food like doordash from time things? to time that's, That's what the dumpster survives on. <laughs> oh man. Raccoon. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah, think? Well, Do we miss anything this weekend before I asked Chelsea and she said it was a boring weekend? What about you? Did you do anything exciting so I can live vicariously through you? I put up the you? tree. Oh, oh you did? Yes, live vicariously through me. My life mm. sucks. <laughs> What are you talking about? Listen, you're, good you're times the one are who's coming. having fun. Yes, I agree. Right. Good We're moms, and Aaron, our time is coming because Christmas is a thousand percent better, I think, when you have kids. Get to be a kid Agreed. again. I need to I focus on the good, good times summer. and not what I miss on. That's exactly right. Aaron, we always love hearing from you. Have a great show, and I know you're going to get back on the right side tonight. No question about it. That's going to do it for us on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. Her tree is up. She's a betting gal. And Christmas is about to get crazy. I'm Michael Jenkins, and I have an inflatable donkey for a son. That's all you need to know. Have a great Monday. Good luck in your bets. See you right early tomorrow, 6 a.m. You've been listening to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.